Blog Talk Radio. Hey, happy Monday, everybody. This is Mindfulness Monday on Girl Power Half Hour, and I'm Annette Bingham, and Tasha Humphreys here with me. Hey, Tasha. Hi, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Yeah, Tasha nice and I have... Nice to have us both great... back. I know. <laughs> we have voices, and we're not running fevers, and we're, <laughs> we're doing good now. <laughs> we're doing good. <laughs> And and Tasha and I now we're we're getting to be old pros at this. We can talk right up to the time that she says you've got five seconds before the yeah. show starts. <laughs> so that's what we were doing. Um okay, so Friday we were talking about forgiveness because somebody right. had, had uh sent us a question, how do I forgive? Which right. is a huge thing, and I think it struck a nerve with some people. Um, So we really wanted to kind of um, go through that some more today, just more information, and uh, from the things that we've been reading, it seems like we were hitting the thing, hitting it on the nail, you know. We we knew what we were talking about Friday. (laughs) Right, yeah. uh, Which is a good thing. but it kind of validated for us that we were on the right track and that we were giving y'all some good information. And uh, Tasha came up with some really good articles on forgiveness. Um, Tasha, go ahead and tell us about some of those. Okay. Well, the first thing is uh, I went on and kind of did a little research because I think you and I both know, Annette, that every time we've talked about any topic, um, regardless of what it is on our show, we seem to do better with things when there are steps involved. People seem to be more attentive to that. And I understand right. because it makes it a little easier, especially if you're listening and you want to write these things down. If you have little steps to follow, it makes everything easier to remember. And and honestly, I mean, there are 12 steps to recovery. You know, we, we've just kind of – we're in a world where steps always seem to be a little bit more helpful for us. Even the process of grief, we understand that more because there are five stages and, and we know what they are and it helps us get through it. So – I well, you know, whenever I whenever I write an article, if I have mm-hmm. like one through whatever, it yeah. seems to hit, you know, be much more productive for people than than when I right. just write something as a paragraph. And I right. think that's true and for I, everybody. I think so too. And I and I, and and so I researched it that way rather than going in and just looking at the topic of forgiveness because that mm-hmm. is a broad range topic. I, I went in and looked for specific steps, uh, a process of forgiveness to see what, what could, I could come up with. And I stumbled upon a few different ones, but the ones that I really liked, um, there were a couple from PBS. So we're talking about, you know, the station, PBS, and they obviously have a website. They offer so many things other than just programs, and they do a lot online. And there is one particular uh piece of PBS called This Emotional Life, and they share numerous aspects of our emotional life, and one being forgiveness. And so I found this this process of how to forgive, and this particular process was um, developed by Dr. Everett Worthington, um, and this gentleman is a psychologist, and um, I don't know any other, unfortunately, I don't know any other background on this person because it isn't given on this site, but, or at least not where I could find it readily. But I will give you the steps. And, and it's given as a word, 
and the word is reach, and each letter stands for something. So I'm going to read that out, and then we can go over it. R is for recall. Recall the events and the hurt as accurately and objectively as you can. E is for empathize. Try to understand what happened from the point of view of the person who wronged you. A is for the altruistic gift of forgiveness. Recall a time that you hurt someone and we and were forgiven and offer that gift to the person who wronged you. C is for committing yourself to forgive publicly. Write a letter of forgiveness, whether you send it or not. Write it in a journal. Tell a trust, trusted friend, or if you can, tell the person who wronged you. H is for holding on to forgiveness. Forgiving is not forgetting Memories of the wrong and feelings will come up. Remind yourself that you have made a choice to forgive. I love that. Yeah, I do too. It made it um, very concrete for me, which I I need, Um, because, again, the idea of forgiveness is an abstract thought. Obviously, you could go on and on and on discussing it. And as you and I talked about last show on Friday, I struggle with it, too, simply because the way that I learned about forgiveness was from the church. And as yeah. someone who does not consider, I don't consider myself a religious person. I'm very spiritual, but I'm not religious. And so any word that carries a religious tone to it, I have a bit of a negative response to that. And so, and, and a lot of it, the concept is taught to you in a whole different way, you know, forgive and forget. And that is not what this is about. This is more about allowing yourself to not hold on. It doesn't mean that you don't experience it. It's not saying that you should not experience anger, resentment, or bitterness. It is that you should not hold on to it and keep it that negative energy inside you to where it becomes something that makes you sick and tears you down. And I really appreciate that. And this Breaking it down in such a concrete way really is helpful for for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and this is a great word, you know, reach, yeah. because you're reaching for something higher than that uh, bitterness. You know, right. you're reaching above Rising that. Above. And yeah. yeah, so I love that word. So recall those things. You know, we have mm-hmm. to. We have to... Right. Um, understand why we're feeling the way we are and we have to recall how we've hurt other people right you know it's very important because we're not perfect and we've all we've all done it and we've been forgiven many many times i'm sure so that's a that's a great great thing we and we talked about that last friday too you know we talked about empathizing which is so very important. Yes, it um, is. That's where that compassion comes in. Right. Um, so it's well, and I even brought up with my grandmother, I remember I, I mm-hmm. was talking about that a bit last Friday and, and just mentioning the fact that, you know, I had a very difficult time letting go of of all the abuse and um, the feelings that I had. And I never, if you would have ever told me, to forgive her, I would have been angry with you because I felt like she didn't deserve forgiveness and it was, you know, something she did wrong and she didn't, I didn't want to enable that. But but again, forgiveness isn't about enabling. It looks much different than that and it isn't about subjecting yourself to it, you know, because again, there were people that would have recommended to me that I forgive her and be around her all the time and that wasn't something that would have been healthy for me. So when it was 
brought to me, and it was never, I don't think the word was ever used because my particular counselor knew that I would have been, yeah. I would have responded negatively to that, but just the idea of letting it go and not in a way that I let go of the experience and not in a way that I subject myself to it again, but that I work through the anger for myself. In other words, when you forgive, it's for you. It isn't for the other person. It's for you. Oh, absolutely. I heard a wonderful story, um, and it's just a, a, a story of forgiveness that I don't know that I would be able to do. But mm-hmm. this woman's son was brutally murdered by a young man who was wanting to get into a gang, and he just randomly murdered her child. And he went to prison. Uh, He was put on trial, went to prison. And the mother, she would go to his, like, parole hearings and that sort of thing, and she would actually go to the prison. She began going to the prison occasionally to visit this young man. And they would talk, and, I mean, she really became close to him. And so the the time to come for him to get out of prison, she said, well, what are you going to do? And he said, I don't know. You know, I've got to find a job. You know, that's part of my parole. I have to to, uh, find a job. She said, well, I know somebody who has a little factory and maybe I'll be able to give you a job there. You know, they'll be able to give you a job. And she said, now where are you going to live? And he said, I I don't have any place to live, you know. don't have family now. They've disowned me and um, I just don't have any place. She said, well, you can move into my house. And she allowed him to move into her house. And that went on for a long, long time. And he worked and lived there and... Um, she thought of him as her son and he came to her one time and said why why did you do all of this and she said well I didn't do it for you I did it for me because I lost everything I had when you killed my son and now I need you to help me by being you know being there for me. And to me, that was just, I mean, she didn't do it necessarily for him, although she was helping him. Right. But she definitely needed his help, and that was her, you know, she did it for her. Well, yeah. I mean, that is just... You know, I think that's what makes it acceptable, is that, again, you know, when someone, well... I'll just use myself. When my grandmother was like that to me for so many years, 31 years, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, obviously yeah. um, I had a lot of anger toward her because in, the, in all that time it never stopped. I mean, even even though I was out of the house, if ever I called her, I was subjected to it. If ever I saw her, I was subjected to it. It was, you know, and then if you have that social obligation initially that you have to be around for the holidays and you have to be around for birthdays. Right. This is before I learned that you can cut out any relationship regardless of the title, regardless of the nature. If it is toxic, cut it out. And this is before I, l- right. I learned that. So I I did not know that forgiveness was about letting go of all of which, all of the anger, which was making me literally enraged. I mean, I was rageful. And it was not just at, at her. It was anyone 
during that time, anyone that hurt me, and I mean on any level, didn't have to be the level she was hurting me on. It didn't have to be necessarily abusive. Um, but just in any way, intentional or not, I reacted out of rage because I had so much sure. rage built up toward her that if anyone tapped into that, I was a pressure cooker. You know, I'd just, like, blow up because I was constantly angry. And that's not only not healthy for the relationships that I might have had that I clearly destroyed at that time. Um, it's not only not healthy for those, but it wasn't healthy for me because every time I got upset, Annette, and I'm sure there's people out there listening that, that would relate to this, I felt quite honestly like I was going to have a stroke. Like I was so, oh, I was sure. so angry that I felt I could feel my blood pressure, you know, rising up. I could feel the adrenaline. I could feel all of that so intensely that it really, I mean, I knew it was taking a toll on my body, you know, on my mind, on my spirit. And honestly, it just wasn't healthy for me. And that is a point where you have to come to to realize that you're not letting go or forgiving for the other person. It's certainly, I never was in contact with her again. I never did. I did not uh, have, I didn't write a letter and send it to her. I still haven't done mm-hmm. that to this day. Um, I I have written things that, you know, because obviously she's passed away since, that I obviously never sent. But you don't have to have any contact with that person ever again. You don't have to subject right. yourself to Absolutely. them ever again. You don't have to have that situation where you invite them into your home to live there. I mean, you Absolutely. don't have to do any of that. You can simply just say, I am no longer going to hold on to this anger and resentment because it is killing me. And you're not going to have that power. I'm not going to allow you to have that power over me because if I do, then you're taking away my life. And that's the thing. If I would have stayed angry at my grandmother, she would have, even from her grave, taken away my happiness. And I'm not giving it to her. Well, people don't understand that. People don't understand that when they hold on to the anger of unforgiveness, mm-hmm. of not being able to let it go, it affects on all levels. I mean, right. you lose your faith in anything. Agreed. You, so true. You are physically ill because, I mean, right. it will cause heart disease. It will yeah. cause any number of illnesses. I mean, right. I believe it will cause cancer. I, I, I agree with you. It will cause 100%. all kinds of of physical ailments, uh, even um, the emotion wrapped up in arthritis a lot of times is anger. So there you have it. I mean, you've got all these issues, and then it tears apart any relationship you could possibly have. Right. Because you can't let things go. It's not just about that one person that you're mad at, like you said. It bleeds Mm -hmm. over into every relationship that you have. Yeah, it really is. You know, and and you just lose you lose yourself in it. You absolutely mm-hmm. lose yourself in unforgiveness. And then okay. a lot of times what happens is we get to the point where we can't forgive ourselves. Right. We you know, and that's that's huge. When you can't forgive yourself for something that just adds fuel to the fire, you know? Um, exactly. You've got to be able to forgive yourself. And if you're feeling like, oh, my gosh, you know, I've got all this anger, and then start by forgiving yourself, 
and then move on to forgiving others because I feel like it's it's important that we start with ourselves. Right. And if we can't forgive ourselves, then we're not going to be able to forgive others either. Right. Well, and I think, and, and there's another, you know, they, they gave some other hints on here. Um, these are different doctors, and again, I don't, I don't know the background on them, and so I'm just able to give their name. But, again, you can go to pbs.org if anyone out, out there is interested in finding out more information. You can go to pbs.org, and it's under This Emotional Life, and the topic is forgiveness. Uh, we can post on our page after the show is over, Girl Power Half Hour on Facebook, and um, you'll be able to locate it there. Or you can look it up, like I said, pbs.org, This Emotional Life. And, Dr. Robert Enright um, suggested a four-phase process in forgiveness and saying that forgiveness is a choice. And the first phase is uncover your anger, honestly examine the unjust act and your feelings about it. The second phase is decide to forgive. Be willing to turn your back on the past and look forward to the future. The third phase is work on forgiveness. Forgiving is a process that takes recommitment and concrete actions. And the fourth phase is discovery and release. Be open to discovering the meaning of suffering, the need for forgiveness, and the fact that you are not alone in a new purpose in life. Here's the thing I like about, about the phases. Whenever I talk about the grief process, I typically refer to them as stages, but they really are phases. And the reason they're referred to as such is because steps, when you take a step upstairs, it is a quick process. So whenever I hear the word phase, I think that it's a longer process. Like when you are going through grief, denial and anger and blame and depression, all of those take time. You don't go through them Mm -hmm. one day and then the next day go through the next and then the next day go through the next. I feel like when I hear the word phases or stages, I feel like I'm my mind wraps around the concept of this will take time. So whether you're going to adhere to the reach concept or the phases of it, I mean, they're all the same. They're just worded differently. Remember, this is a process, and process takes patience because it takes time, and you have to be patient with yourself. And you will, as that first concept, discussed the reach concept um memories of the wrong and feelings will come up you will have bitterness and you will have anger and it will re it will it will resurface i mean it it, in fact you're going to uncover layers of feelings involved in the issue involved in the wrongdoing involved in the abuse and the hurt whatever it is that you're needing to forgive you're going to uncover layers of anger and resentment and hatred and all different sorts of emotions. And when you do, it's okay. You just accept that and be patient with it and just make a commitment to not hold on to it, but instead to work through it. And that's what's so important is it is a commitment. And right. you may forgive one person, but then the other person comes along that you have to end up forgiving in order to have right. peace. Right. And it is you have to commit to daily being able to do that. You know, and it does, I know it gets easier because right. the more you do it, the more practice with any process, the more understanding and more aware you are, 
it does get easier. Am I to the easy right. part? No. Um, <laughs> I don't think most of us are. But there, you know, we have to make it a commitment, you know, like the C is in reach, commit self to forgive. Right. It is a commitment, and we have to do it every day. Um, some of us minute by minute sometimes. But, right. um, yeah, it is a commitment. I like that. And it is a choice. And it is and a choice. And people don't want and to hear, yeah, they don't want to hear that. <laughs> no. They don't, and and let me tell you why. And this is the this is the important part because I feel like I'm I'm right there with those people that have an issue with it. Yeah, I, I've had an issue with it for years. It, it's something that the word it's. I mean, I almost wish there was another word for it because the word itself. And again, it's because of the the way I was originally taught this specific concept. It just it flies all over me. Like there's just this negative, ugh, you know, whenever I hear it, especially right. when. I'm upset with someone, so I get it. I totally understand. In right. fact, when I talk about my grandmother and the idea that I have recently realized that she was depressed and I can have some compassion there, I probably still couldn't get out the words, I forgive you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It yeah. would still be very difficult for me to say it. But here's the thing. One reason I think that people struggle with it is because of the misconceptions of it. So... Absolutely. I did some research on that as well, and PBS.org, yeah. again, plugging those guys because, wow, what a great job they've done to really cover this topic. And let me say, I'm just breaching the surface here. They have on this website numerous aspects of forgiveness, so by all means, if you're struggling with this, if you need further information, PBS.org, This Emotional Life, the topic is forgiveness. They have plenty of information here, but I'm going to go ahead and read just a little bit of this. Researchers are very clear about what forgiveness is not. Forgiveness is not the same as reconciliation. Forgiveness is one person's inner response to another's perceived injustice. Reconciliation is two people coming together in mutual respect. Reconciliation requires both parties working together. Forgiveness is something that is entirely up to you. Although reconciliation may follow forgiveness, it is possible to forgive without reestablishing or continuing the relationship. And that's a very important piece. Yes. The second part that I think is important, forgiveness is not forgetting. And again, this is because we were taught that concept in church, and it's very much about forgive and forget there. And that's not the issue here. And they say forgive and forget seem to go together. However, the process of forgiving involves acknowledging to yourself the wrong that was done to you, reflecting on it, and deciding how you want to think about it. There's that choice aspect of it. Focusing on forgetting a wrong might lead to denying or suppressing feelings about it, which is not the same as forgiveness. In other words, no one, especially on this radio show, is asking you to suppress your emotions because that's not what we want. And I don't want anyone to walk around in denial, pretending something didn't happen, putting a big smile on their face and suppressing the actual anger that they have. That's not what forgiveness is, and I would never condone that. Forgiveness has taken place when you can remember the wrong that has done without feeling resentment or a desire to pursue revenge. And then it says forgiveness is not condoning or excusing, and that was an issue I had. I didn't want to enable something. I didn't want to tell someone, hey, it's okay that you treat me like that. Well, that's not what forgiveness is. 
Forgiveness does not minimize, justify, or excuse the wrong that was done. Forgiveness also does not mean denying the harm and the feelings that the injustice produced. And forgiveness does not mean putting yourself in a position to be harmed again. And I stress that because so many people will manipulate you with the idea of forgiveness. And they will manipulate you to think that that is about taking them back or being around them again subjecting yourself to their abuse, and that is not what anyone on this show is asking you to do. That's not what forgiveness Mm -hmm. is. You can forgive someone and still take healthy steps to protect yourself, including choosing not to reconcile. And then the last one I'll read here, forgiveness is not justice. It is certainly easier to forgive someone who sincerely apologizes and makes amends. However, justice which may include acknowledgement of the wrong, apologies, punishment, restitution, or compensation, is separate from forgiveness. You may pursue your rights for justice with or without forgiving someone, and if justice is denied, you can still choose whether or not to forgive. Yes. It's your choice. And so I think it's important to remember what it isn't, because that is the part that I've struggled with all my life is I've been oh. I've been taught a misconception, many misconceptions. And and I think I think normally most people have that thinking of forgiveness is forgive and forget. Right. You know, and oh they say they're sorry but okay, well I forgive them, so I'll go right back and mm-hmm. end up in the same situation. And right. it is important to know that that's not what it is. Right. Forgiveness is for yourself and it's also a safety you can you can forgive, but you don't have to go right back into the same situation you were in before. It exactly. gives you that opportunity to step away in good right. conscience, you know. Right. So I think that's really, really important for people to understand. Yeah, well, I love because, you know, many people who are abused are really primed and brainwashed to continually subject themselves not only to their initial abuser but to future abusers who will they no doubt who they will no doubt attract or be attracted to, you know, on a subconscious level. So oh, yeah. and, and that's because that's what they know. So as such, you know, I know from my own experience that was used as a way to manipulate me. Well now Tasha, mm-hmm. you need to be a forgiving person. You need to forgive. Right. You know and and what they were saying was, forgive me and let it be okay what I'm doing and then be around me so I can do it more, <laughs> you know. And that's right. not forgiveness. Right. That's a manipulation, and that is a very unhealthy way of thinking. And And so if anybody is telling you you need to go back to your abusive husband or your abusive partner or your abusive parent because you need to be forgiving, you need to forgive them, well, that's not what forgiveness is. And they clearly have a misconception of forgiveness as well. Sure. Which I think 99% of the people do. Agreed. You know, um, and it's very, very difficult to get that message across to people that it right. is not about just going back into the same situation again. And right. it's okay to ask for forgiveness or ask or tell somebody that you forgive them, not even to their face. Because right. it is for you. It's an internal thing. So you don't have to go back and subject yourself to no. someone just to say, I forgive you. You can do it right, in numerous ways. 
you and I both know that if you tell someone that's abused you all your life, if I would have told my uh-huh. grandmother I forgive you, she would have looked at me and said, for what? I mean, it would have just become an opportunity oh, to abuse me. Yeah. You know, she would have she would have used it as a wonderful opportunity to distort me and manipulate me and abuse me some more. So, no, you don't want to do that by any means because it's really you're being very vulnerable and in that vulnerable place, you are certainly just a big red target for someone who is an abuser. Right. And I think, you know, you have to use your judgment as to when that would be appropriate um, because obviously people hurt us sometimes and they're not necessarily abusive people. They're just sure. making a mistake. But those that are, you certainly wouldn't want to do that. And if it is an uncomfortable situation, regardless of whether or not the person is abusive, but maybe it's a situation that you don't want to necessarily rekindle, so you don't want to put yourself in that position, then, yeah, write a letter. Write an unsent letter. You suggested on Friday you could write a letter and burn it, you know, just completely have it out of, uh, maybe a little ceremony type thing, you know, where you and go do a through visualization. that. You could do a visualization yeah, exactly. type meditation in order to do that too. And there's lots of them out there. And, and I, there's a really good one uh, that I've used before that's really cool, you know, and it just allows you to forgive and without having to rekindle all of yeah. that. Well, Tasha, this has been so much fun. I love, you know, I love this topic and I think I hope yeah, that yeah. we've, you know, given some ideas to people and encouraged people to reach out for forgiveness and to forgive. Uh, Unforgiveness will just kill you, absolutely kill you. Tomorrow we have Topic Tuesday, and we're going to be talking about eating disorders, uh, which is a broad topic, but we'll narrow it down for you so that we can give you, you know, what it is, how to recognize it, what are the symptoms, and and some ideas on, you know, how to work with it. Um, right. And maybe some other topics that kind of fit into all of that, too. So go to our Facebook page, Girl Power Half Hour, like us, and share our page. We need 200 likes so we can give away a prize. Yes, we so do. We will Yeah, we will see you tomorrow for Topic Tuesday.